Hey, it's the Kentucky Guy, and thank you so much for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Here at Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast, we talk about past, present, and future wrestlers and promotions. So yeah, I'm so glad that you've joined us. As for myself, I've been watching wrestling off and on for over 25 years, and I find much enjoyment into it. I have a whole lot of knowledge, and uh, you know, I kind of... I kind of see where some things can be changed and some things are great, right? But anyways, once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And be sure to click subscribe or follow no matter where you're listening to us from. We're on all platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Comcast, uh, Amazon Music, and it goes on and on. So check us out here at Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy the show. Thank you. and welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody is having a fantastic start to the week on this beautiful Monday. Uh, a lot of rain here in eastern Kentucky. Uh, a lot of flooding uh, all around us. Uh, thankfully, we're safe, and uh, everybody we know personally so far is safe. Uh, but, man, my heart goes out to the ones that are uh, still suffering and uh, have lost loved ones in this uh, catastrophe that we're actually having here in eastern Kentucky. But, uh, yeah, so we are here. It is Monday, and what a weekend. I said this on the last show uh, when we had uh, uh, when we had our guest on, uh, the former pro wrestler, uh, uh, Warren, uh, that what a weekend it would be to be a wrestling fan, and, I, and it holds true. We had the SummerSlam event on Saturday, and then we had the final match at Stamp, Stamcast, Ric Flair. Yeah, his final match. Okay, so uh, if you're new here and uh, just joining us, make sure that you hit that follow or subscribe button. We are all on uh, major uh, podcast networks, Apple, Google, uh, Amazon Music, uh, just about anywhere you look, uh, pocket podcast. I mean, there's all kinds of them that were on speaker. Uh, so, uh, you can get the show anywhere. It's, uh, against the Matt wrestling podcast. Also for you, uh, that love the news and, uh, like current events and, uh, politics. I do host a show, uh, the red pill current news podcast. And, uh, we do drop episodes there every Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, so uh, a lot of different special guests. If you haven't checked the last episode we did yesterday, uh, I had a uh, young lady on here. She is the host of Launch the Jesus uh, Initiative podcast, and that is uh, Latoy Cunningham. And uh, 
boy, she was a great guest, had a lot of insight, and uh, just, a, just a good overall person. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and get started into the wrestling news. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of predictions and a lot of uh, actual matches that took place, right? So, let's start off. The Motor City, we're going to start off with uh, uh, Ric Flair's final match. Uh, all the matches, we knew the full card a couple weeks ago, and I did make some predictions. Uh, I actually made these predictions on my own, uh, and then we'll get into the uh, SummerSlam card that we have three different predictions on. So uh, on Ric Flair's last match, we had the Motor City Machine Guns, uh, and they actually fought the Wolves. Uh, if you remember, I still don't understand the Wolves because uh, <laughs> they're on opposite ends of the spectrum uh, on the show Impact. Uh, that they both wrestle for, so it makes zero sense. It doesn't matter anyways. The machine guns, as predicted by me, uh, did defeat the Wolves, and I seen that coming. Uh, you know, Alex Shelley, uh, those guys, Chris Saban, they're phenomenal. Uh, I know that they will be challenging very soon uh, for the TNA uh, Impact World title, uh, and that's fine. These guys have fought each other before plenty of times, and they still come together, and when they do, Man, it's just right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then you have Karrion uh, Cross, uh, and uh, he fought uh, Smith, David Boy Smith, uh, and uh, Cross defeated him, uh, as I predicted. Oh, yeah. Two for two on that one. I need to get all these out because uh, I surely didn't do that well on, on SummerSlam. <laughs> all right, and then we had, uh, let's see. We had uh, the representative of the Four Horsemen, which was Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman Jr., and uh, they fought Ricky Morton and his son Morton as well. Uh, and the Four Horsemen, as predicted, beat them. Yeah, let's hear it. Come on. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's three in a row. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, uh, and then we had the four-way dance. Uh, where you had uh, the former Ring of Honor world champion, uh, Gresham. Uh, you had uh, Angels, who used to be a part of uh, uh, Dark Order back in the day in, on AEW. Uh, you had uh, Takeisheta, and you had Wayne. I actually had Angel pick to win this. However, he was the one that got pinned, and uh, the winner of this match was former Ring of Honor world champion, uh, Grissom. So that was a pretty that was a pretty good match. The match that stole the show, in my eyes, the match that absolutely stole the show, was the four way dance between Ray Phoenix, Bandito, the Kid, and Tarras. That was a match and a half, and I think that was the best match out of the whole out of the whole thing. And uh, I did pick Ray Phoenix to win. Uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers, and guess what? He won. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And then we had uh, Alexander Jones, and he fought uh, Fatu. Um, I actually had Jones to retain the title. He kind of did, but they both were disqualified. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, they both were disqualified. Uh, so I really can't count that. 
Uh, and then we had the New Age Von Erics, and they fought the fabulous Briscoe Brothers. I had the Briscoe Brothers to win, and they did. Very, very good job. That was a great match as well. The Briscoes showed that they are the baddest, the baddest uh, tag team around. Now, you guys can say that uh, FTR is better. Pooey. I don't, I'm not buying that garbage. No. I'll take the Briscoes any day. Any day. So, that's just me. And then we had the uh, a three-way dance for the... Uh, Impact knockout title, the women, the female title, and uh, as as I said, uh, Gracie, she did defeat them, uh, both of them, to retain the title. Uh, I did not know that uh, Miss uh, Ellering was Paul Ellering's daughter, though, the former manager of the Road Warriors. Uh, that shocked me. I had no idea uh, that's who she was. Uh, she should maybe play off in that a little more. Uh, she's too nice to be Paul Ellering's daughter. I mean, come on, man. You need to get rough and tough if you want that title. You need to, you know, scratch their eyes and, and you know, uh, cheat. And then we had the last match, uh, Ric Flair and his son-in-law in real life, Andrade, and they faced Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay Lethal. Uh, this match... It started out okay, uh, but to be honest with you, the last 20, 15 minutes to 20 minutes uh, was pretty painful to watch. Uh, I was actually uncomfortable there for a little bit. Uh, Ric Flair, um, <laughs> you know, they started chanting, uh, you still got it to Ric Flair, and uh, <laughs> no, you don't, buddy. <laughs> I mean, you just don't got it no more, man. And, uh, you know, I mean, you're 73, you've paid your dues, right? Uh, you used to be the dirtiest player in the game, and, uh, you know, that might be me now. Uh, but, yeah, you, uh, you know, uh, you know, I mean, you went out the way you wanted to, and, uh, you know, happy for you for that. Um, and uh, as predicted, as I predicted, Ric Flair would win this last match. Um, it was just, man, it was sad. I mean, let's be honest about it. Andrade got the brass knuckles. He put him on Ric Flair's hand. Then he practically lifted Ric Flair up off the mat because Ric couldn't stand on his own. And then Ric hauled off and he hit Jeff Jarrett, uh, which I liked because he hit him with brass knuckles. But, I mean, Ric was out. He'd been out, uh, he'd been out of that match for, for 15 minutes prior, I'd say. But nevertheless, uh, you know, the roast was funny. Uh, you know, there was a lot of good things uh, that they did. There was, uh, like I said, the Phoenix. If you guys get to watch any match, and I'm talking about if you just got one that you can watch, and even even between Ric Flair's last match, I promise you, watch the Phoenix, Bandito, Kid, and Taurus match. That was the best match of the night, hands down. So now we got SummerSlam, which came on Saturday, uh, July 30th. It was on, uh, on pay-per-view at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, so let's just start at the top, the main event. 
Uh, we had Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match. Those boys did not disappoint. Uh, they tore the roof. They tore the roof off, and they tore literally. They tore the arena up. I mean, Brock <laughs> Brock Lesnar gets a tractor, and he <laughs> and he lifts up the ring while uh, Roman Reigns is in there and tosses him out the other side. Uh, I, I I thought that was great. Uh, this was for the undisputed WWE Universal Title. Um, me, I picked Brock Lesnar. Uh, Kim, the young man we had on here uh, uh, last week, I think, uh, he picked Roman Reigns and Jerome Davis, who we had on here uh, last uh, last last Monday. Uh, he picked Roman Reigns as well, so I got it wrong. I thought Brock Lesnar would win, and then I thought that this Theories Punk would come out, cash his uh, money in the bank in, and, uh, and, and actually win. Because they did beat each other to death, man. I mean, that was a brutal match. The only thing is, is Theory, uh, he got a little ahead of himself. He got out there a little bit too early. They were still fresh, uh, kind of fresh. And uh, Brock Lesnar F5'd him, and that's all you heard of <laughs> one F5. And that's all you heard of Theory the rest of the night. By the way, uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, so anyways, uh, so uh, Kim and uh, Jerome both got that correct. Uh, the Usos, uh, Jimmy and Jay, they uh, went against the Street Profits, Angelo uh, Dawkins and uh, Montez Ford for the undisputed WWE tag team titles. Um, I had the Usos uh, retaining. Uh, so did Jerome Davis, which is what happened. Uh, Kim actually picked the Street Profits. Um, so I did get that one right. Uh, I did not, um, but my prediction was wrong because I thought that uh, Angelo Dawkins would either turn on Ford or Ford would turn on him. I still look for that to happen. Montez Ford at the end of the match, he sat there, and you could tell he was thinking something, man. He was thinking something. And all this talk about making him a singles competitor, let's just pull the trigger on it, Triple H. Let's just do it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, then we had the very first match of the night was uh, Bianca Belair, and uh, she defended her Raw's woman title against Becky Lynch. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I had Becky Lynch. Uh, Kim had Becky Lynch. Uh, Jerome Davis actually had Bianca. Jerome Davis has got every one of these so far, by the way. So, Jerome, if you're listening, very good job. Uh, I couldn't believe that they let Bianca win this match. I just couldn't. And I tell you what really made me sick was at the end of the match, uh, Becky shakes Bianca's hand and then hugs her. And then hugs her. And then the greatest thing ever happens, and Becky ruins it. Bailey comes back like I predicted. But I didn't predict this match. Bailey comes back. She has a stable now. She has Sharia, uh, the Princess of the Sky, and she has Dakota Kai. Uh, and he, I, I know Triple H is behind this, and thank you, Triple H. Uh, this is going, you know, we needed a good women's faction. We haven't had one in a very long time. And I like this a lot. 
The only thing is, is they were going to grab that ponytail and swing that punk Bianca around. But Becky Lynch, once again, evidently she's a face now. Uh, Becky Lynch steps in and ruins it. I don't know what her problem is. Jeez almighty. And then we had the worst call match of the night. Liv Morgan defended her SmackDown women's title against Ronda Rousey. Uh, I picked Liv Morgan to win. Uh, Jerome Davis, who is batting 100% right now, picked Liv Morgan to win. And Kim picked Ronda Rousey. I picked Liv Morgan because I thought Charlotte Flair, who was going to be in Nashville anyways because her dad was fighting, right, uh, would interfere in this match. But, oh, no, oh, no. The ref is the one that pretty much uh, crapped all over uh, Ronda Rousey. And I was glad Ronda got even at the end. I'm glad. I'm glad she got a hold of Liv, and I'm glad she got a hold of the ref. Liv Morgan is not the true champion. I mean, she was tapping out right on the two count. When the two count was on for Ronda Rousey's shoulders, Liv Morgan was tapping out. It's garbage. It's garbage. Ronda Rousey should be the SmackDown champion. And I hope she I hope she stays heel. She's a better heel than she is a babyface anyways. <sighs> anyways, next match, uh, Bobby Lashley uh, took on uh, Austin Theory, or Theory, whatever you want to call him, uh, for the WWE uh, United States title. I had Bobby Lashley winning. Um, actually, all of us. Uh, Jerome Davis still at 100. Uh, and Kim had Bobby Lashley as well. Um, I knew this was going to be a squash match. I knew that uh, uh, I don't care how hard uh, old man Vince was trying to push Theory. I knew he couldn't beat Bobby Lashley. Uh, he couldn't do it the last pay-per-view at Money in the Bank, and I knew he wasn't going to do it now. He's just a punk, and he needs to go back to NXT. Let's face it. All right, next match was The Miz versus Logan Paul. Uh, Kim had Logan Paul. I actually had The Miz. Jerome Davis, you missed this one, buddy, if you're listening. You actually had The Miz as well. Uh, Logan Paul won this match, and I have to say, I have to say, uh, he actually he actually did a decent job. Uh, I can see him. Uh, I can see. I, can, I still don't see him as a baby face. But I can see him uh, really making some headway uh, in the next few years if he sticks with it uh, in the WWE. Uh, he really, uh, you know, that frog splash to the outside on top of Miz on the announce table, through the announce table, uh, that was just great. Um, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I thought that was fantastic. Uh, and then Seth Rollins versus Riddle was canceled. Riddle got injured on Monday Night Raw last week. Seth Rollins didn't even have a match, wasn't even mentioned. There's all kinds of speculation that Johnny Gargano and uh, what have you was going to show up to fight him. Uh, yeah, that uh, that didn't that didn't happen. Uh, Pat McAfee versus uh, Happy Corbin. Uh, all three of us. Uh, so, Jerome Davis, you only missed one, buddy. Uh, 
myself, Kim, and Jerome, uh, we all picked Pat McAfee to win. That was kind of a no-brainer. If the guy's only going to wrestle twice a year, you're not going to make him loser, right? I mean, come on. And plus, uh, Baron Corbin's overrated anyways. At one time, he was a decent wrestler, but he's just a joke now. Happy Corbin crap. I mean, he's just a joke. But uh, And then there was one other match that uh, we actually didn't make any predictions on because it actually was scheduled uh, on Monday Night Raw, and we made these predictions before Monday Night Raw last week. Uh, and that match was the Mysterios against Judgment Day. Now, I thought, <laughs> I thought that uh, Dom- Dominique was going to turn on Ray on Raw, he did not. Then I said, well, maybe he'll do it, you know, at SummerSlam. He didn't. Uh, they won the match. They won the match because Edge showed back up. And I'm going to say something here, and uh, I don't care if you like it or not. Uh, Edge, they ruined Edge's comeback. That was so stupid. It, just a set of stairs and him coming to the top and walking down. If you're going to build him coming back with all of these montage videos, then why in the world wouldn't you make a a stronger effort to have him come out from underneath the ring or through the ring or or something than to, uh, you know, come up like he's one of the broods? I mean, come on. Triple H, you can do better than this. Uh, but we, I can say one thing, and basically what that is, is you could feel Triple H's fingerprints on SmackDown, and, or I mean on SummerSlam. I'm so sorry, I misspoke. On SummerSlam. And I think that it's finally time that the new blood is going to get a push for the first time in a very, very long time on WWE. I'm, I'm excited uh, to see what Triple H does. Uh, man, you, I know Triple H was behind uh, uh, behind approving Bailey's uh, new faction. I know that before Vince left, he denied her like three times. Uh, this is all scoops that I got. Uh, she brought it to him. He denied it three times. Triple H approved it. He had to have. And he had to go get uh, Dakota Kai and Shirai. He had to go get both of them. They were gone. Dakota Kai has been gone since April. And uh, Shirai, uh, whatever her name is now, I know they changed it. But she... Uh, <laughs> She she was gone. She she wasn't she wasn't fooling with WWE again. She she wasn't because they would never bring her to the main roster. And you could tell. I mean, I know that she's she's a she's a heel and part of a heel faction, but you could see that smile on her face, man. She was so excited to be there. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I've always thought that she was a pretty good wrestler, and um, you know, I'm excited to see. I'm very excited about this faction. But anyways, getting back to Triple H. And the excitement of uh, seeing him as part of creative and his fingerprints on this. 
So he had his fingerprints all over Bailey coming back, right? Edge, that was a no-brainer. That was a Vince thing, right? Brock Lesnar driving a tractor into the ring and lifting it up and jumping off a tractor onto Roman Reigns at the beginning of the match. That's all Triple H, man. Triple H approved that. And that's that's got Triple H fingerprints all over it. And guess what? I'm here for it. I'm all about it. I think Brock Lesnar needs to come out, and I think he just needs to destroy everybody. He doesn't need to go anywhere. He doesn't need to go into hiding. He doesn't need to do any of that because he wasn't. I mean, he was beat according to the rules of last man standing, right? There are no rules, right? No disqualifications. But come on, man. It took Roman. It took the Usos uh, piling crap on top of him just to keep this man down. You know, and, and Michael Cole's sitting there, and he's going crazy. And you can tell Michael Cole, Triple H has got his fingerprints there, too, because you can tell Michael Cole is a lot more looser now on the mic. And, and I like that. I like that a lot. And Corey Graves couldn't even figure out what was going on with Michael Cole, but the fans were eating it up. And uh, Michael Cole was even asking the ref, count faster, count faster. He's afraid they're going to kill Brock Lesnar, you know. And uh, Brock Lesnar's a beast. But he don't need to be the good old country boy, cowboy wearing hat beast. He needs to be the beast and conqueror. He needs to destroy everything in his sight. He needs to be, instead of driving tractors, he needs to be flipping them over. And he needs to be putting people in ambulances. And that that's the Brock Lesnar that's, that's, the Brock Lesnar it's going to take to outdo Roman Reigns. I'm sure of it. That's the only way. I don't think Drew McIntyre is going to be. I mean, look, man, the bloodline, they may never lose the titles again. And I'm okay with that. They may never give those titles up. Drew McIntyre, he ain't going to win nothing, man, at the castle or whatever the crap it is. My sources tell me that uh, he was supposed to fight um, uh, Tyson Fury the former uh, heavyweight champion uh, boxer. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, he'll have a lot of support because he, he's Scottish, you know. But, uh, yeah, he, he ain't going to do nothing. He, he, he couldn't beat Roman last time when he was the world champion and Roman was the universal champion. That's how long Roman's had that universal belt. It, it, was, back when, it was back when McIntyre had the world championship belt. And... They fought, you know, champion versus champion, won any titles on the line or anything. Roman Reigns destroyed him, you know. Drew McIntyre, you know. He needs to stick with uh, Sheamus and the boys, you know. Yeah, so that's all I have on that. Uh, So, anyways, uh, that's about all the time we do have. I know this is a short episode uh, for a Monday. But, uh, you know, I wanted to basically jump on here, and I wanted to go over the results compared to the predictions because you know uh you guys tune in you're good enough to tune in and uh when i make a prediction or i have guests make predictions as well uh, uh by the way uh jerome davis you are the winner on uh uh your 95 brother on uh your smackdown pick so congratulations man yeah big hand to him and then uh kim uh cunningham dude you were right there man you beat me. I mean, you have very good predictions, brother. I mean, 14 years old, shoot, man. 
you got a future brother if you ever decide to get in the podcast business or uh journalist business when it comes to wrestling man because you you're ahead of your time sir you're ahead of your time so uh, let's give him a round of applause too that's kim cunningham uh he had about 85 percent. he just smoked it yeah and then uh as for me yeah it was less than that <laughs> so, whatever i don't care but uh anyways actually i do care i, I take that stuff kind of serious because uh those of you that have been listening for a while you know that uh my predictions are usually pretty smart spot on so uh yeah SummerSlam did i mean and you know i should have known right i should have known that they were going to start with this pay-per-view start uh triple h was going to start you know putting his fingerprints on stuff uh should have known i should have known but uh making becky lynch a baby face is a mistake and she should have she should have been on the other side she should be a part of bailey's faction man wouldn't that be awesome or yeah like have her part of or charlotte flair come back as a heel and have like the four horse women or something i mean i don't know Nah, that's Bailey's faction. If Charlotte came, Charlotte had to be the leader. That's Bailey, man. I'm I'm just glad Bailey's back. Uh, she's one of my favorites. Uh, if we can get um, if we can get the old Sasha Banks back, uh, not this one that cries and hugs uh, Naomi and all this crap, but the old Sasha Banks that used to uh, influence Bailey. Oh man, that would be. Then we, you know, WWE and AEW, both of them, uh, they have work to do in their women's division. A lot of work. Uh, Tony Khan needs to step back uh, from uh, creative and just book and hire himself a booker, a true booker, to train him and then hire somebody to do, take care of creative for a while. Especially on the women's division. Truth's truth. You might not like it, but it is what it is, man. All right, guys. So you've been listening to the wrestling, the <laughs> the Against the Mat wrestling podcast. We will be back on Friday. Uh, we may have a special report for then if anything strange happens on uh, Raw or Dynamite or anything like that. You, know that. you guys know I try to keep you up to date. Uh, it looks like we will have a special guest this Friday. Uh, we're trying to uh, iron out the details, and I'll let you know more about that as the week goes on. All right, so thank you guys so much. As always, God bless, and God bless America. Thank you, guys. <laughs>